Happy Halloween, buddy. Yeah, happy Halloween. This is my favorite holiday. Yeah, I love this time of year. Yeah, I... My buddy made fun of me. I said from like June to like December is my favorite time. He's like, that's half a year. But it's like, I love summer. But like once fall hits, like September hits, football's back, Halloween, my birthday, being a little selfish, Christmas, Thanksgiving. Like, But Halloween, everyone has fun. See, I'm, I separate my favorite time of year into two times. Mid-September through January 1st. And then like Easter through like end of June. Okay. Um, once it gets too hot in the summer, I don't like, like, like when you get yeah. the dog days of like July and August, like it just, it's a killer. And then who likes February? No one like, does. Like it's, it's dreary. It's cold. You gotta, and everyone's like, well, Valentine's day, but nobody I, looks forward to that. Like nobody like, looks forward to that. Even my wife that. and I are like Valentine's day. Cool. I guess we'll go to like somewhere nice. And yeah. Like, oh, another day where we validate our out. love. <laughs> yeah. That's the fakest holiday of the month. I, I agree. That's the I 100% agree. the fakest holiday of the month. When I was younger, I used to like uh, St. Patty's day. Now I just can't hang. But, but you, St. Patrick's Day, you're getting into spring. It's like, mm-hmm. it's on spring's doorstep. Easter for me is always like, we're there. The day, like the day. And I also love Easter because of the food. But in terms of like overall theme, fun uh, m- movies and like the temperature and everything, like September, October, getting into. Are you going to tell people what you are or no? Are oh, just... I am Jack Burton from John Carpenter's classic uh, Big I... Trouble in Little China. Yeah, I. If you haven't seen our top five yet, um, of your, you did a whole impression of him, and man, that voice was spot on. And if you couldn't tell, I'm a Ghostbuster with my handy dandy Ghostbusters pack. That's nice. So we're, we're rocking. We're rocking the '80s today. Yeah, yeah, we are. It's inflated. I, I, I rock this. I went to a concert, a Halloween. It was a concert, but everyone dressed up on Halloween, and that's like my favorite thing to do. Go out dressed up and all that, and trick everyone, or treat, yeah. yeah, trick or treat as a thirty-three-year-old. Uh, everyone loved my costume, and I went with a group of people who didn't get who didn't dress up, and I felt like an asshole. But I showed up. Everyone's like, oh, and then everyone was like, either the Joker or something else. Everyone's but, always the Joker. Yeah, but I would God. love to be Beetlejuice. It's a I lot would, of makeup. The makeup, yeah, <laughs> yeah. You gotta talk to uh, Brian. In the okay, yeah, he does make he does, he does. Well, he, you've seen it. He was the uh, oh, yeah, yes. he was the alien from They Live. Yes, another I didn't see that. Film. He was another, he oh, did yeah. like a pop Funko one year. Yeah, he did like a pop Funko. One yeah, year. he's he's in. He, well, that's why I don't want to do uh costume competitions in the office anymore because like that kid just kills it, like, wins it every, every year. year. He just like you can't compete with him. Like, this is this was $20 off Amazon, <laughs> and as much as it's like fun and people who watched who've seen the movie, like, oh, yeah. it's really cool. Like you can't compete with like seven hours of makeup work. You know what I mean? And we're smoking probably something that I don't know how many of these are going to be on your top twenty-five list at the end of the year. Or they can't be. They're, oh, not, they, they're not. I, I wouldn't say that these are eligible. Unfortunately. Gotcha. Okay. Um, but we are doing um, the Tatsuwahe. We're, we're working our way. I'm working my way through my second box of the uh, Tatsuwahe Monster Mash um, sampler. So, for those of you who don't know, we, we've spoken about it. we smoked other versions of it on this show before you smoked one with Derek two weeks ago yeah I did I just and then I, I, I smoked one as well off camera yeah. yeah but no these are we're actually the box I don't know if you can see I'll try to lift it up it has blood on it and the names are Frank Drac face for Leatherface. I'm assuming mm-hmm. Wolf Mummy Jason Jekyll Hyde Kruger which is what I'm smoking Michael Chuck Tiff, Bride, and you said Creature was the newest yeah, one? Yeah, that's the yeah. So for those of you who don't know, the Tatsuwahe Monster um, Limited Edition has come out um, every year since 2012, 2011, 
maybe a little before that. There's there's 13 of them, not including the creature, but like the Chuck and the Tiff and the Jekyll and the Hyde. Like it was, it's weird how he how he came up, but they've been around at least 10 years. And th- without this brand, like like this was one of the first heavily themed like limited edition coveted cigar lines. Um, to be honest, I mean, and, and John Huber said it a thousand times, like without Tatawahe, like there is no crown heads. There really? is no Viaje. Like there's none of these guys. Like, you know, he was really the forerunner on that. Not just making cool themed stuff, but making amazing cigars along with it. Um, so every year he comes out with a new monster based on a, uh, a movie, you know, famous movie monster. And usually how it's released is um, the cigar comes out first in a in a dress box, so an actual coffin-looking box nice. of 13 cigars, but only 666 of those boxes are made. And, they're each, and each year they change. There's like a, a lottery, or I don't know how they pick, but um, only 13 retailers carry, like uh, brick-and-mortar stores carry those Really, dress keep, boxes. really keeping up with the themes of the yeah, 13, so it's the, it's the unlucky 6, 13, 6, yeah. yeah, exactly. And then he'll make, you know, of the same cigar just in a regular box, he'll make, you know, 5,000 boxes of that. Um, you can't find any of these except no. for, no, you can't, you really can't find any of even just a forget about a dress box, which I've saw one go on like an auction website for like a thousand dollars. You can't find, and I've been looking, um, you can't find any of these. Uh, right now when these when this came out we got these you're like we have to shoot a review today mm-hmm. and we did and by the end of the night you're like it's already sold out yep and we've had a fortune enough to have one or two of these in stock and man it's just i, I love the theme I, I love the black blood splat on it it's like when you get a chance take a look at some of the dress boxes they're they're really freaking cool like the mummy is like a sarcophagus okay the freddy one has like or the Kruger one has like slashes on oh, it, like from great. his from his arms. Well, you said the Kruger. This is the Kruger, and yeah. the reason it's a torpedo is because of his his, his finger knife, his fingers, yeah. and the, the color of the band is red and green, like his sweater. He's done. He's done a phenomenal job of really tying everything about the cigar into whoever it's based off of. Um, now, these were interesting for for me to smoke because my really only experience with the Monster series has been the skinny monsters. So a couple years ago, Pete released um, just about every monster up to that point in a skinny Lancero size, both, you know, they got full boxes of each one and then um, the skinny monster sampler. They were good, but let's just say that like a lot of, you can easily go, we have them on the website. There's still a lot left. They didn't sell, you know, they, they weren't as good, I think, as the originals. So although these are about, I think, an inch shorter of each of the original sizes. This is as close as I've ever gotten to smoking original sizes of any of these cigars. And the difference it has made, like I've been obsessed with smoking these. I've been trying to find more samplers. I know that he just announced he's doing, he's re-releasing the Frank, you know, in its original size, but I haven't heard any, any more news about that or where I can get them. But so far the Frank, the bride, the JV, the Drac and the Mummy have just been out of this world, exceptional, like some of the best cigars I've smoked this year. Just yeah. absolutely incredible. I've smoked two of the skinny monsters. I believe I smoked the Drac and the Mummy. And I know they're a little skinnier and hence the name. And I wasn't, 
you know, they were okay, but you could really, I feel like you can get all the flavor and the profile, like really like with, with the original yeah, sizes. I, I smoked a lot of the, of the JV 13 just cause I'm a broadleaf fanatic. Um, and the rating for the original Jason was so high. I smoked a lot of the Jason skinny monsters, but when it comes to broadleaf and even Greg made this point, um, I don't know. For me, broadleaf doesn't work that well in a Lancero because, you know, when the ratio of filler to wrapper is, is that different and broadleaf has such a distinct, heavy, rich, forward flavor, like if you're not doing that Lancero correctly, yeah. really balancing it out, it, the flavor can be off. And I liked the skinny Jason. I thought, like, oh, this is, a, this is a good representation of broadleaf, but compared to the size I had in there, which is mm -hmm. still an inch shorter than the original size, Night and day. This is leaps and bounds. What uh, for, better for Lancero? What the go-to tobaccos to use for Lancero? Then I mean, it's not necessarily just about go-to tobaccos. It's it's about just how are you blending them. I mean, okay. I've had broadleaf Lanceros that have been amazing. Well, the Herrera Esteli one, yeah. The Herrera Esteli. The uh, Tabernacle comes has a Lancero yep. version. Um, the uh, uh, Jacob's Ladder is a Pennsylvania broadleaf, and he has that box press Lancero. Um, but like I said, it's about the ratio and, and, and if you have to tweak up the filler and binder a little bit to kind of compensate, that's what you should do. Now I'm not downplaying the skinny monsters at all. They're still great cigars and I'll probably end up buying another box of them at some point. But compared to these, like, like I said, just absolute night and day. And I can see why outside of the theme and the collectability, that's what, that's what's upsetting to me is people are selling like full, full dress boxes from 10 years ago for like $800. And I'm like, I'm not buying these to save them. Like I want to buy these and smoke, smoke them. Like them, I want to, yeah. which I know is like a sit, you know, like when you, you know, when you, you, you want to enjoy the, buy yeah, some, you enjoy him. when you buy some like old bottle of, oh, you know, this bottle of whiskey was like on the Titanic and you buy it, like, yeah, I want to drink it, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not all right away, but like, I'm not. Well, I, I guess once you open, obviously when you open the box or the bottle, the value of it goes down drastically, I'm assuming. But man, like you want to buy something like that's historical, you want to enjoy it. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, that, and that's why I'm afraid of smoking my own box of the Monster Mash. But I'm, you know, uh, if I if I can just buy one more, if I can just buy one more, and that's the one you save. Yeah, that'll be the I, one you I, save. Because like when it comes to, you know, I also want to smoke it a few times. So this is now my my second Frank. I'm like work my way yeah. through this, um, and let me let me see what it's all about. Because also sometimes you have like a fluke, like you smoke a cigar, oh that's amazing. And you smoke two more of them mm -hmm. like a couple weeks later, and you're like ah it's not there. Um, so I try to buy three. That's my, that's my recommendation for people. I try to buy three of whatever cigar that is, is new. Like that, that's new to me. I buy three of them. I smoke one. I smoke one like recently after like a week or so after. And then I save at least one. I mean, really the, the number is four, but you know, mm -hmm. if you're on a budget three yeah. and then I save one for a few months and then see how I enjoy it later on. Um, because that's going to give you kind of the full range, you know, a little bit, a little bit of how much is, you know, a little bit of dry boxing or a little bit of letting it rest and letting, letting the humidity, you know, settle and everything. How is that going to play? And, you know, and also like your experience, where are you at the moment you're smoking yeah. something can play a huge amount. Into You've smoked all of these here, right? Or were you at mm -hmm. home smoking them oh. or in the lounge? Okay. Oh, I'm here. Nice. I feel guilty taking that kind of stuff like out, out, of, the, out of the building. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it's it's fine for us to smoke it here, but like I'm not gonna take a bunch of gotcha. like of like limited monsters and yeah. go play golf. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what's your favorite movie monster? Oh, damn it! I was just about to ask you. Yeah, too bad. Gotta be quick. I'm Man. Quick. Um, so I don't know if I've told you. Like my wife is 
big into horror movies, big into like this time of year. Like she wanted to start watching stuff like August 31st. And we watched most of the Nightmare on Elm Streets. I only ever saw the first one and then the one with Jackie Earl Haley. Mm -hmm. I would have to go with Freddy. I think he's the most terrifying one in my opinion. And it might be a basic answer, but he is terrifying, you know, the way Michael and Jason kind of act, it's kind of like... Just run. Just they like, just run, and then they show up. Leatherface, you know, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is pretty horrifying, too. Yeah, it's like, it's like um, a gory... But I, like, this might sound silly or, or whatever. I can't wait, if, you know, if, if I'm blessed to have a kid, I can't wait to sit them down and watch, like, these old school, like, Dracula, Frankenstein, like my parents did. Right. And I wonder how scared they'll be, because they are, from the 20s and 30s, I you have to what, get them young. You to, yeah, if you show them Frankenstein at like five, they'll probably be terrified. Yeah, I if you show remember, them at fifteen, they're like, "What the hell is this?" Yeah. I remember watching the birds with my mom, and I was fifteen, and I was like, "This is the dumbest movie ever." My mom's like, "It scared me when I was younger." Yeah, I rewatched it when I was adult, and I was like, "Now I'm thinking, I'm like, he made birds an everyday common thing, like a whole, like the villain in the movie." I thought that was genius. He was, yeah, I mean, but I would say Freddy. At, at the end of the day, I would say Freddy. What about you? Well, I mean, like, in terms of, like, the movie franchise, I've probably seen the most, out of all these, like, the most Freddy movies. Um, I mean, not including, like, I've seen, like, the Mummy movies, but, like, I don't count the Brendan Fraser ones as, uh, uh, they're my favorite ones. They're great, yeah. But they're more, like, swashbuckling action Mm -hmm. thriller. They're not, like, scary, spooky mummy. Like, I I don't, you have to be very hard-pressed to find somebody who's afraid of the mummy from that movie. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would probably say, yeah, I mean, it's gotta be Freddie. I mean, I feel like Jason and Michael, if, uh, if you're just, if you're just not around them, if you don't live in whatever town Michael's in, and if you don't go to Camp Crystal Lake, like you're fine. Like he's, except for Jason takes Manhattan. Like he's, he's not like traveling over state (laughs) lines to get you. Yeah, pretty much. You know, he's he's not, he's not coming after you vast distances away. And even, even if Michael was like, he's slow, man. Like I would love to see some updates on like Jekyll and Hyde. And the mummy. Oh, they were. They did. Oh, the mummy with Tom Cruise. Yeah. But Russell Crowe was Jekyll and Hyde in that. They were. They were attempting to build out their oh, own universe. I didn't know that. Like the Universal Monster Universe. Did you see Wolfman back in like 2010? The Benicio del Toro yeah. one. I thought it was okay. I thought it, it was, was like a fun action movie. Again, not scary. It's, yeah. it's You can't make. I feel like the these, cast was great. But yeah, I just. I think. The, I, I don't know. I, I feel like scary is is different and like i i don't think you'd be well here's the thing i don't want to ruin anything for anyone but have you seen midnight mass yet no but you could talk about it have you have you seen midnight mass yet so let's just say like up until two weeks ago i did not think anything involving vampires could scare me but even true blood you weren't scared by how freaking weak it was (laughs) yeah uh and if you, if you haven't seen Midnight Mass yet, don't listen to this because there's like semi-spoilers in it. But let's just say they make it So horrifying. it's about vampires. It, it, yeah, but you really don't find out until like the last episode. Like that's okay. what it is. So put a spoiler alert thing on the video. I will. Yeah, you have to do a spoiler alert. It's, spoiler it's alert. all terror and build up. You, you kind of get an idea of this is where they're going, but you don't really know until the last episode. And then for that entire last episode... All, all hell breaks loose for the entire hour. Yeah. It's very slow buildup, much more thriller, suspense, you know, mm-hmm. chills. It's like, what's going on? It's creepy. And then the last episode is just like insanity for an hour. Yeah, you said it was uh, Mike Flanagan. Is it Mike Flanagan? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, he's done Hush and he did Haunting on Hill. Have you seen Hush? I have not. I did watch The Conjuring's last weekend, though. The first two I found to be very good. Very, very good. Hush is from Mike Flanagan with his wife who's in, I guess, Midnight Mass. Yeah. And that's really, really good. I think you would enjoy it. It's only 86 minutes, so it's super easy to watch. Right. Um, But yeah, no. So what are your go-to movies during, like, all right, two-part question. When do you start watching... I started. Wa- I started earlier this year. I, I think I started like Labor Day weekend. Okay. I started. I started watching like some of my old favorite, and, and I, I also like like the silly ones. Like, have you ever seen Trick or Treat? Yes. It's like a silly. Give me mo- your if you can. I feel like it'd be easy for you. That's why I'm saying ten. Give me your go t- ten go to movies leading up to Halloween. Uh, so Trick or Treat is in there. Um, now at least one of the Conjuring's is in there. It's not a movie, but what I watch always, every year, to get myself ready is um, several years ago, I was in high school, uh, Bravo did 100 Scariest Movie Moments, like a documentary yeah, kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I used to watch it like when I would come home from school, like during this time of year, like yeah. on a Friday after, you know, after school, but you know, before pizza came, I watched, you know, whatever episode was on. It's like a five or six part thing, and then they've done extensions onto that. Well, they're all on YouTube now. Okay, so, so you I, just pop I, them I on. I put the YouTube app on my Xbox and I watch it. Um, and I, that's like that's my starting line. I'm okay. like, all right, this is it's getting to be Halloween. Like, this is what I this is what I watch. Hellraiser. I always watch the first Hellraiser. Is, right. is in there. Um, things. I, I like a good backstory, and I like uh, anything with kind of like religious, like exorcists. I kind of like, Isn't you know, Midnight like Mass, like uh, about religion it's or got church. Very heavy I saw the trailer was the priest. Themes. Okay. The conjuring yeah, as well. Is, yeah. Exorcist is mm. horrifying. Uh, definitely the conjuring as well. Um, original, um, house on haunted Hill. Like the yeah. Disney price one. <laughs> good. Wow. Uh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I just, I just like, I don't know. I, I don't necessarily like a lot of gore. Like I don't mind. Like I don't, I don't get freaked out by yeah. it, but if you can, you know, build up a suspense throughout, or if it's like a silly, spooky, you know. So what I watched last night that I wanted to talk about is I watched American Horror Stories, which is something they released this year. Same guys who do American Horror Story. Yeah. But it was like seven episodes, and each episode was a different, it was like, a, like Where is 15, it? it's on Hulu. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. And each episode is a different, although the first few episodes are like a continuous story, but then every other episode is its own Separate American Horror story. Stories, okay. And there was one episode that I thought was, some of them were okay. There was one episode I thought was brilliant that um, this guy in like, and it, it's cool because it, like the, the concept started in the 80s. This guy made like this crazy horror film that is supposed to make people like who watch it go crazy. And they only did one showing in the 80s and it got pulled because people went insane and like, Tipper Gore like had a congressional hearing where she banned the film and like got all the prints burned and then the filmmaker like attacked her and like went to jail. It's all these kids like, oh dude, they're showing it like one night only at the drive-in and like, oh yeah, let's go. It's probably a hoax or whatever. It's going to be fun. And then within a few minutes, whoever was like actually watching it, like literally starts going insane and like they start eating each other and stabbing and killing each other. And then they eventually those one couple like escapes and they find the director and he was like, um, I don't know, the executive producer. He was something on, like, maybe like assistant cinematographer or assistant, what's DP stand for? Director of photography. Yeah. Something like yeah. that on The Exorcist. And he put in these two frames where they like showed a demon face. 
and it got a really crazy reaction. Like a lot, like there was women who were like having their babies in the aisle. People were vomiting like just from these the two fuck? frames. And he was really mad that they didn't win the Oscar. Cause I think it was nominated the exorcist that year. And so he went and he built this movie. That's like the ultimate horror movie. Cause the horror is like by a combination of sounds and images, it drives people inescapably insane. And he's like, it's the ultimate cinema experience. Cause the horror is not on screen. Like it transcends into the audience and like you guys Jesus become the Christ. horror. And I thought it was a really cool comedy. Like, the movie literally, it's not like the yeah. ring, like you watch this and then the ghost comes and gets you. It's a, it's a man-made movie that literally he's like, I experimented with like MK ultra from the CIA and all these different things. And it's a movie that literally just drives you insane. And as they were, like everyone was filing into the drive-thru and there was this one older lady with like an eye patch and she's like, oh girl, I was at the original screening and like my boyfriend like bit my eye out. Like it's true. And they're like, oh, she's probably a plant. She was just put there. And then- Dude, I love that concept. She goes like, as the movie's playing, she goes to try to like get the, uh, like unhook the, the projector and the projectionist lady like turns around and she's like, she's nuts now because she's been watching the movie and she like kills her with a hammer. Like Jesus it's, in, it's insane. It's insane. Um, that sounds amazing. And when's the when's the TV show take place? Does it take place it's right now? It's right oh, now. Modern, modern, okay. modern. So that that was my favorite episode, I think. Then they did one that was kind of funny, where it was like four frat guys, like all kind of Jake Pauls, mm -hmm. and they're like they're doing like a YouTube show called like the Frat House, and they're all like bros and they're partying, but they keep doing like stupid crap to like try to get more followers. But it backfires. Like they record a guy like jumping off of a bridge, killing him. Like like a very like you yeah, can tell very, like Jake Paul was the yeah. inspiration. Wow, that's that sounds like I'd be right up my alley. That show on Hulu, I think I'm gonna have to watch that. Did you watch the original American Horror Story? Like any I of the watched seasons? the first two seasons, and then I just kind of so the first two, and then the last episode of this show actually revolve around Murder House, but separate okay. separate storytelling, yeah. but take place in the in Murder House. Yeah, I thought then, they were. That was there's one about like a kid who's kidnapped and becomes like a feral beast. There's Jesus. one about. A, a late, um, actually, what's her name's daughter? Carrie Fisher's daughter. What's her name? She's famous. I forgot her name, but she was in, um, she was in Star Wars. Yeah, she was in Star Wars. Yeah, I forgot her name. So, let's say Billy something. Her and her husband, like, she's been trying to get pregnant. And it's like not working, not working. And then this lady at like the counter, like the receptionist at like the fertility clinic, gives her like a Babylonian statue, like, oh, put it under your bed. And then she starts going insane after the baby's born. She starts seeing demons, and then it has a really weird twist ending. That like it's it's it, that was probably that was probably the best made episode. Yeah. Um. But I like the the one with the movie. I might watch it again tonight. It was really good. It was really really good. Um. What do you got I feel for like us? the oh. the show American Horror Story has gone out a little too I crazy. Heard, There's like yeah. a lot of aliens now. Yeah, it's I like, heard it's, it's getting just a little weird. weird. But like anything with Kathy Bates was great. Mm. Um. The first season I thought was really good. The Murder House season. Yeah. I really liked the uh, Asylum, and I really liked Hotel. Okay. I was not the biggest fan of the of Coven, which is the oh, and I liked the one where uh, uh, Roanoke. I liked Roanoke with okay, uh, with yeah. Cuba Gooding Jr. Roanoke was good. The Freak Show one, like the Circus one, was okay for me at least. I know that was a popular one amongst fans. Yeah. Oh, everyone seemed to love yeah. that. And the Coven one was all right. Um, like I like the ones that are like more horror driven and less like drama. I feel like the Coven one was there was a lot more drama yeah. to it, whereas Hotel was like just there was just like weird stuff happening all the time. Have you seen Mama? 
The no. movie Mama. What, uh, what's her name? Jessica Chastain. No. And Guillermo del Toro. Oh, he directed it? Yeah, it's horrifying. Oh, I thought you were talking about the one with um, Jennifer Lawrence. Was Mother? that called? Uh, it's called Mother. No, I didn't see that. I don't know if that's a horror movie or not. But Mama was... Guillermo del Toro watched a two and a half minute skit, which I'll send to you. And he saw it and he's like, I need to watch. I need to make this now. <laughs> um, but that that's pretty, pretty horrifying. Haunting on Hill House, the, the TV series, really like shook me. I like, will say, I, I think that what you two being film students and film guys, I think you would probably appreciate Midnight Mass more in terms of the filmmaking yeah. aspect of it and how the plot is structured and the shots and everything. And and I am 100% on board with that. However, I can never rewatch that show. Like, like the, the ending was still insane, but also there wasn't like a twist ending yeah. with... Haunting of Hill House, it was kind of just a build up, but then you kind of, you, you, it was more of a, you finally put all the pieces together and then you have a full picture of what yeah. happened that night. Whereas Midnight Mass is more of like, what's going on, what's going on, what's going on, what's going on? Oh, that's what's going on. Yeah. And then it's, it's, it's <laughs> yeah. terrifying. Yeah. Which was, which again is, is great, but like I'll rewatch Haunting of Hill House every year around this time. I'll okay. probably, if no, I, if I ever, if I ever Midnight get a gal, Mass. I'll watch Midnight Mass with them to show them, but like, it's not something that's going to be on my regular, yeah. my regular Halloween rotation. Yeah. I don't need, like the shining is usually on my rotation just ago, cause yeah. yeah. Um, and what was that movie that came out with Ewan McGregor? Dr. Sleep was really good. I don't Dr. know if Sleep you saw was that. Saw that was pretty year, good. Yeah. Scream, I love Scream. Like, I know you that's should. more funny. Like, it's no, funny I think and Scream gory, is, but I think Scream, Scream is... I'm surprised Ghostface isn't in here. Yeah, um, I mean, well, he, he promised he was like only going to do 13, but now... Okay. So he has 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. So he has 14 because he added in the creature. Yeah. But he... So if you notice, he stopped adding more to the monster series. And last year, he went to his kind of artist series. I can't remember exactly what he calls it. But he did the Karloff after. That's what we smoked too. Yeah, last after year Boris actually. Boris Karloff, yeah. who was the original, not the original original. I don't think. I think the, it was probably in the, 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 more famous, the most yeah. famous version of a uh, of Frankenstein. Although Robert De Niro wasn't he Frankenstein? Did sure. Scorsese do a Frankenstein movie in the nineties? I think he did with like Gary Oldman think, or somebody or so. Christian Slater. Somebody was in it. Just in time, do you mind? Okay, okay. okay. <laughs> no, because I'm 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 actually very. I'm surprised that's not ever like. You see all these movies on like the, I'm gonna tell Instagram you the only reason, that are... The only reason I remember it is because my grandfather, like he was a, a taper of movies. If a movie was on the WB, he would tape it for okay. us. So Batman, Terminator 2, yeah. like my favorite movies of all time that I've watched a bajillion times, Rocky 3. Before <laughs> I ever watched a full version of these, I had watched the taped version from the WB like 30 or 40 times. And I remember there being a... I remember the trailer for this uh, Frankenstein movie with Robert De Niro as Frankenstein. So it's gonna, I'm going to say it's going to be in the 90s. Probably the... Her, yeah, Mary Shelley Frankenstein, 1994. Oh, it was Kenneth Branagh directed. Oh. Um, and the cast was Robert De Niro as the creature, Kenneth Branagh as Victor Frankenstein. Nice. Helen Bonham Carter was in it. Okay. Ian Holm was in it. John Cleese was in it. Ian Holm. Aiden Quinn was in it. Wow. Yeah, it's a cast. House. You know, what I would love to find, and I'm sure it's out there somewhere. Are you afraid of the dark? 
And Goosebumps. It's, it's, it's probably out there. Yeah, that shit. I wonder if it's Goosebumps on, was creepy. I wonder I if it was on Paramount, now Paramount Plus. Because I feel like it was, on, Nick, it was on Nickelodeon, right? Yeah. Are so, You Afraid of the Dark was Nickelodeon. Okay. So it might be on Paramount Plus because a lot of old Nickelodeon stuff is like Rugrats and stuff. So it might be there. But I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get Paramount Plus. I have too much streaming. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm done. Like, like at this. You point, said this at one point, and it, so it Goosebumps rings true yeah. in my head all the time. You're like, we're gonna, we're gonna get so many streaming services to the point where it's gonna be like paying for cable again. Yeah, and it's like, which is fine because now you'll have access to everything and no commercials, which like I'm okay with. But unless if they start pulling Hulu, you know, unless if they start doing like what Hulu did and has commercials. Well, no, but like they, you, oh, they, they have a, they have an option. There's two options. Oh, okay, yeah, I got right. the more. Like, I'm if I'm watching this now, I'm not watching it with commercials. Like, I refuse. Yeah, okay. I have hated commercials since I was younger. When <laughs> yeah. I was like eight or nine, I, I almost insisted to my parents like to get HBO and that kind of stuff. Like, yeah, I, 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 I am don't done wanna... with commercial. I hate them, especially in a, in a mo- TV show. Like, it's accounted for in how the show is made and the yeah. timing and everything. And and there's certain like a friend, like you know, there's breaks for a commercial. Yeah. Like movies are not meant to be seen that way. I, agree. I hate hate having commercials in my movie. If I see that a movie is like on Amazon, but it's like sometimes I have like like through a, it's through a weird thing on Amazon where like you can watch it for free, but with commercials, or you can pay three dollars. I'm like I'm paying three dollars. Yeah. Like I yeah. I don't want I don't mind. This. Yeah. I don't want to watch. I'd rather give Amazon movies. the money instead of Kleenex or whoever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, but um, Goosebumps. I remember scared the hell out of me when I was younger, and my mom was. My sister's two years younger than me, and my mom's like, "Okay, you get a half hour to watch it, but make sure Emily is not there to watch." So like Emily would have to go. My sister would have to go somewhere else, and I'd just be sitting there like horrified. It was so I loved it. There was I had the VHS of the Goosebumps with um, uh, "Stay Out of the Basement" with the plants. Yeah, and that then, shit's the, I think that's the most popular one. I remember the the Are You Afraid of the Dark? And there, I feel like there was famous people in Jay that Barishaw show. Jay was in that. Yeah, it wasn't like, I feel like I, Jessica Alba. I feel like maybe someone else was. I want to look. But I know he was definitely like the face of it. But I remember the one episode with like the pirate ghosts. Do you remember the pirate ghost episode of Are You Afraid of the I, yeah, Dark? Yes, yeah. And the, he's talking to the one guy and he's like, he's like, oh, you're destined to like do something with this ghost. He's like, no, I'm not. He's like, what's your name? He was like, Mike. And he turned over the treasure chest and like Mike G is like written on the bottom of the treasure chest. And then like, there's like a white, like spirit with chain. It was really, really creepy. I used to watch that on Friday afternoons. Um, when I was alive, cause my parents were actually very strict with TV, Watching, yeah. TV, like TV was after homework and after, you know, we would, we would like watch TV while we ate dinner, but like dinner was at like six 30 or seven o'clock before that. No TV. You had to go read or do your homework. And then uh, no video games during the week at all. Really? Yeah. And then my bedtime was 8.30. Except Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Well, Sunday night, you had to go kind of get back into your routine. But Friday and Saturday was a free-for-all. So I would go up into my parents' room because, like, you know, they were in the, the main living room. I'd go up in the, and they didn't want to watch what I wanted to watch. Um, I do the same thing now. If, like, Pete wants to watch some silly, like, I want to watch, you know... Role models again. I'm like, I'm gonna go in my room. And yeah, like, I, that's this is I just, because I don't want to force anybody to watch, watch my it, silly yeah. stuff, but also I want to watch my silly You're, stuff. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? And at 32, I'm like I don't need to compromise anymore. Until I get married, I don't no. need to compromise with like what I'm watching. I have a television in my room. Yeah, you um, asked Jess. She, Jess is always like, "Oh, we watch more what you want." And I was like, "Yeah, but you want me to start Grey's Anatomy? It has like 78 seasons." And Pete is way better. 
at compromising with me. He'll be like, yeah, I'll check. He hates yeah. horror stuff, doesn't like it at all, but like he watched like the last half of The Conjuring 2 with me. He is nice. way okay. better. But then like some of the stuff that he like really likes, I just, it's just not my bad. Like he likes that, the Bob and Dave show, like Bob Odenkirk and David Cross. Okay. I hate David Cross. I, I just don't, I, I like him in Arrested <laughs> yeah. Development, but otherwise yeah. I do, I just don't like the guy at all. He was good in scary movie yeah. too, and but so yeah. like, like, But I'm not going to tell people like, oh, I don't want to, like I, I, because I hate when somebody tells me I don't want to watch something. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, you watch it and I'll just go, and because I, I am perfectly fine. I got a big bed. I got a beanbag chair yeah. in there. I got a 55 inch flat screen on my wall. Like I am fine watching TV in my room. Um, but I would go to my parents' room and like first it was like cartoons, like Pokemon, Dragon Ball Z was like right after school. Yeah. Hysteria. Yeah. Which I feel like people don't remember that show. And then, you know, like 4.30, 5 o'clock, like the sun's coming down. It's the fall now. Are You Afraid of the Dark comes on. I know. Such Did you ever show. watch Are You Afraid of the Dark? Justin, you're either 25 or like 50. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like you're you're a good looking fifty or you're a regular looking twenty five. I'll take it. Yeah, <laughs> that, he's, he's like very wise too. He's like very. I'm like you're just you're something is, going on. That's the most accurate. Yeah, <laughs> you are. Because you could be like a, he could be like a hip fifty. Like yeah, man, I'm just just doing film stuff and I'm just a cool yeah. fifty. Or he's just like twenty five, but like just just has it together. Do you like horror? Do you like horror movies? I do. Yeah, the, I will say that the. The Conjuring films are like some of my favorites at the moment. They they just do a great like. Listen, I I get scared in real life. You, I, I am easily like you hide behind a corner, like you're gonna scare me. Yeah, like, that's uh, you know that that kind of stuff. But very hard. Like, there's not really been that many movies that like have left an impact of like, oh my god, I am. This is scary. I am scared. The only one that I can remember is the first time I watched the new House on Haunted Hill. When I say new, this is 15, 20 years yeah. ago. Yeah. The new, oh my God, 20 years ago. That had to be. 12, Jesus Christ. That had to be, yeah. Was um, Owen Wilson was in that? No, that's The Haunting. The Haunting. I always get that mixed up. Yeah. Always. No, this, so the, haunt, the Haunting is based on The Haunting of Hill House. Yeah. Which was a, a Shelley Jackson book and then a movie Vincent, in the 50s Vin, yeah. and then the crappy movie with um, Owen Wilson and the same lady from The Conjuring actually is in that movie. Okay. Um, Captain Zeta Jones, yeah. Liam Neeson. Yeah. And then that same basic storyline was made into the TV show. Okay. Then you have The House on Haunted Hill, which was a Vincent Price movie in early 63. 60, 63. 63, yep. And then they did a, like a, a very 2002 version of that movie um, with Chris Kattan. Jeffrey Rush before Chris he was Katan. like Pirates of the Caribbean, yeah. like renowned actor. Um, that other lady who played um, uh, in X-Men, she was Phoenix in the X okay. original X-Men uh, movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She was in uh, GoldenEye. Yes, yeah. Um, Tay Diggs was in it. Uh, you know, th th like those, yeah. kind of, those kind of people were in it. Uh, and, uh, but it was just very, like, like a, anything from the 30s anything from the fifties or anything involving insane asylums. Like that's what that's like creeps me out. Spot, yeah. yeah. Like, and like things that are creepy from like the third, like think of like creepy things from the thirties or like the, the fifties really also. Cause the fifties was such like this kind of cookie cutter, wonderful time. Yeah. But like, but when shady stuff went and on, everything and, is in black and white. Like, yeah. I rewatch, I, I don't know if it's prominent in your family, but like, I feel like all my parents love, the Twilight Zone. 
My like dad when likes it's it. on, my mom is not okay. When it's on New Year's Day, they do like a, a marathon. Like that's a thing. Like my parents watch, and I I never really watched them. And then recently I have, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, for a story that, like 60 years old, like this is pretty like. I binged it. Uh, I remember the week leading up to um, the last trade show that me and Greg went to. Mm-hmm. I remember like that was when I binge watched the original Twilight Zone. Some some really great episodes. And that's all Ron Sterling. Yeah. That was all him. The Burgess like, Meredith crazy. episode with yeah. the glasses yes. was fantastic. That's all him, though. That was that yeah. was great. I mean, there's the iconic one with William Shatner yeah. on the plane, but there's so many. The one with yeah. the with the ventriloquist dummy is really good. And there's something about black and white now I, I just love. I don't know. Do you feel the same way? Do you love yeah, like the lighthouse that came out like a few years ago? Like that was a modern day, I would say psychological thriller. But black and white is just... See, I would like to see a move, a modern movie in black and white, but like, I don't want you to... Like, I don't want you to film it on like these cameras and then make it black and white. Like, you want to film it on I black and white? I want to see like, what would these actors look like if you filmed them on an old camera? Like, film them yeah. on an old camera. I know it probably the... The editing would end up being a nightmare, but like, listen, oh, they, yeah, they edited it back then. You know, like they did it. So like, there's, there's my, ways to do it. My friend in college wanted to shoot his senior thesis film on film. And all of us were kind of like, oh, all right. And he's like, I'm never, ever doing that again. And I was like, why? He's like, you just take so many things for granted when you film digital. Like when you film a take, you can go back and look at how it went. With film, you can't, <laughs> you know? And like, I, I- When did the digital era really, like early 2000s or even in the 90s, like when did digital, 2009? So that re- so they were like, Titanic was really? shot entirely on film? Wow. Paul, Tam- Paul Thomas Anderson still shoots on film. I feel like Tarantino does, yeah. Yeah, he does. He's boss. It's easier now to digitize the film into clips and then edit it that way. They've been digitizing... Sorry, I'm going to... Oh, you're good. They've been digitizing films since the early 90s. You know, okay. Like, um... I'm sure most like Spielberg to Greg the King Kong film like that was also yeah. that was edited on digital and stuff like that James Cameron was also an early adopter of it right um, but shooting digital not until 2009 because the cameras before that like the Panavision Genesis and things like that and the Sony camera they didn't really work so great was That's there like a, a marquee movie like this is the first big movie shot digitally was it Avatar not well probably I was about to say Avatar and then the Hobbit those were two big that just kind of revolutionized a newer way right. of Avatar really, to me, changed everything because I, I can't remember a 3D movie before Avatar. And, it, and if I did, it would have to be like at the Liberty Science Center. I mean, <laughs> like, was, I mean listen, there was Jaws 3D. There was... <laughs> yeah, I get... Yeah. It was big in like the 70s. Okay, yeah. The, but then the technology didn't... Like you had to still have the same paper glasses. The technology didn't update until the yeah. 2000s. Or maybe so like shot felt, with it, yeah. 3D cameras. That's what I meant to say because, yeah, I saw when they re-released the Star Wars first episode four, five, and six, I saw in 3D. But like, I think James Cameron filmed... In 3D, I think Christopher Nolan filmed Dunkirk with like IMAX cameras. I'm like, I think he what? filmed a lot of his movies with IMAX. Yeah, cameras. okay, all right. I think, but I he, filmed, he filmed like, I'm like, what is like, this is crazy. Uh, somebody, uh, I think it was Jason Manzukis, the comedian on one of the podcasts I listened to, said about Avatar. He's like, I've never seen a movie that was so revolutionary and meant so much to film that just came in and then left almost zero cultural impact. 
when it left. Like you think? nobody rewatches it. Like it took them ten years to make the sequel. Yeah. They have something in Disney now, but like there was not a lot. Yeah, there's that not, Disney it's ride not, is amazing. It's not but... become like part of the zeitgeist that we talk about like we talk about like john carpenter films or tarantino yeah. films or how people even talk about titanic and terminator avatar is never really brought up anymore i, I haven't think in general it. james cameron is never is not talked about and i don't know why because yeah, he like, he's like made some of my favorite movies titanic i feel is his the terminators are like they're well, at least in, I, well, in I my think circle, james cameron i think T2. terminator yeah t2 i don't obviously my wife will think uh um titanic I think Titanic. But like True Lies, do you? Okay. True well, Lies, was a, Alien. Yeah. Did he do Alien? Didn't he do an Alien? Didn't he do I thought it was Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. Did he do an Alien? No. He, he might have done like a screenplay. or might have, he might have, yeah, he didn't I think, do Alien. I think he was involved. I oh, no, he, he did The Abyss. Did he, did the, the Abyss. No, but I want to say Alien 3 was. was David Fincher. So Ridley he, Scott did two of the Aliens, right? I want to say James Cameron was involved in an Alien. Whether it was producer even? Like, I'll take that something. credit. <laughs> he was something. The second one, Aliens. Okay, so wow. Which think some about say that is the better. Think one. about that though. Ridley Scott directed the first one, James Cameron, and then David Fincher. That's there. Those are like some of my favorite director. David Fincher is my favorite. I will director. say, uh, working its way in the rotation for uh, Halloween since last year has been Alien and Aliens. Mm -hmm. Alien, and, and here's the thing: they're both great. They are so two totally different movies. Alien is so much more suspense and what's going on. Almost yeah. like there's a serial kill, like almost like a horror. It's like a horror movie in space. Yep. Then Aliens 2 is much more sci-fi action, but the the pinnacle, like the Terminator 2 yeah. of that, because it's it's a, a fant and it's fantastically shot, and Sigourney Weaver is just, you know, so badass in it. But it is not the you you it's hard to do a sequel of a suspense movie where you're keeping the suspense exactly. going because it's like yeah well we kind of already seen guys. the twists and yeah. turns and everything when did alien the first come out was that 88 no i don't want to say that one was early i don't look at it right now I, dude no, so alien you, was 79 i want to so say it was he, did, he did alien and then he did blade runner back to back ridley scott Jesus Christ, man! These are things that are lost on like in the younger, in my opinion. Like I will say, I filmmakers have to give, who are twenty two, twenty two. You guys like, are filmmakers. Lost. You tell me which version of Blade Runner should I watch? Because I've watched the first ten minutes of one of them, and I'm like, the one where Harrison Ford is narrating it. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't want to watch him narrate this whole movie. And like, I stopped watching it. But like, which one should I watch? I mean, what's the Blade Runner? What's the one? The first one. The first, Why, the original. The only reason why the second one's amazing is because Roger Deakins, the DP, was on it. He's phenomenal. Mm. He did. Um, he did Skyfall. Okay. He did okay. Brother, where art thou? Yeah, right. he's. Did he DP um, nineteen seventeen? Uh, I don't think he did. That. Is director of photography and cinematographer the same thing? Yeah. Okay. Who's the guy? And this is totally like at a total tangent. But who's the guy who did Sicario? Because uh, that guy's amazing. Was that Deacons? I believe that was Deacons. Yeah, that yeah. guy is. Yeah. He, and he's the only one. I, I can even kind of see his face. I think he has like oh, like white hair yep. now. He looks like uh, Richard Branson. Because even when I watch that, <laughs> I watch that movie with my parents, and my my parents like movies. He did my, Max. My, yep, sorry. my dad loves old. Like my yeah. dad's a big Lawrence of Arabia. You know the the great epics. My mom like she just likes a decent movie. They both really like that, and they both said to me like right after it was over, they're like. That was like shot really well. And I'm like, I can't believe that. Like, you knew what that means. Like, they, you didn't even know what <laughs> yeah. that is. Yeah, Sicario the, was great. The landscape shots yeah. and like, like it was just, it was beautiful. He did great it, landscape I think that shots. was one of the first movies. It was still recent, only like five or six years ago, where I realized like, oh, 
how you shoot something is really important. Like you always hear yeah. like, you know, TV and movie people like, oh, how it's shot and this thing and this thing. And then I started researching. I saw like what Spielberg did for Private Ryan that he like His changed out the lighting filter yeah. or something. So it like it had that like gritty 1940s yeah. look to it. His movies are shot so well. And there's one part of it that I always thought like, why didn't they fix this? But it's right at the end after Oppum shoots the German guy who like who he had released before. Yeah. It's, it's like at the end of the movie, like the Americans mm -hmm. had come and, and whoever's dead is dead now. And then the camera pans and I guess the sun is behind him and it really bleeds into the picture. Like very, very yeah. much so that you think like, oh, why didn't they fix this? But I think it was just because it was part of how he shot it. And that's just, that's what happened. But it's a very obvious, like when you see it, like, oh, that doesn't look no. right at all. But I think well, it was the just first part time, of the fact. You might know this more than me, Justin. Um, the first time the Zolly shot, was that in Jaws or was there a Zolly shot before that? I don't even know what... Which movie? Why am I? I believe it was Rear Window. That was uh, oh, James Stewart no, with the broken no. leg. I should have known that. I always Fuck get that me. confused with the uh, the Johnny Depp one, Secret Window. Yeah, which I think was a Stephen King. Yeah, that was great. No, Zolly, but okay, yeah, you're right. But Spielberg definitely revolutionized. Like he brought it back. Like he that was did a lot of things to just bring things back. I tried to like. I felt like that. <laughs> you ever see that meme where the guy's at the baseball game, like leaned over to his girl, and he's like talking really intensely, and everyone says like it's uh, like you know, you trying to describe your girl like the first te like the cinematic like influences behind this movie, and your girl just because the girl's just sitting there like not caring. Yeah, That's you know, how yeah. I feel like every time I'm talking about with a movie with Jess, I'm like, yo, you see what they did right here? Like, look at that. She'll just look at me. She's like. I just want to watch the movie. Like, stop this. I'm like, whatever. Listen, some people, it even, even comes back to cigars, some people, a majority of people, and I have no problem with this, some people are okay and prefer a surface level enjoyment of a thing. Yeah. And you know what? Most products are made for that. When Steven Spielberg or Hitchcock or Dennis Villanueva like, makes these movies, they are not making it for the 5% of people like, oh, did you see how he like did yeah. this? And it, he's making it so people go to the movies and zone out for two hours and enjoy just the imagery and the story in front of them. So like I can appreciate now, you know, for somebody with no film education, you know, I dive right into this stuff. Mm -hmm. So I'm of that smaller percentage, yeah. but I get it, man. Like, you don't, know, I get people like, I just like to see the movie. Like, I just like, I watch movies. I try to watch them once or twice because I, I told my dad, the first time I'm watching it, I'm examining it as a filmmaker. I don't know if you're like that, but I'm examining it. You know, I'm paying attention to this. Like, I was watching when that one episode of Haunting of Hill House. Um, the, there's a the, funeral the scene. Funeral one, and, the, like, the, the one shot. For the first 38 minutes of, like, a 45-minute episode, it's one shot. And, like, the set must have been, like, the rehearsal, the set, all that. 1917 is all one shot. You know, and that's morphing and hiding edits behind, like, you know, hills and, and things of that nature. I pay attention to that stuff more than, I guess, like, I, I remember watching the show with, with Jess, The Haunting of Hill House. I was like, do you notice they haven't cut yet, right? And she's like, no, I'm too See, scared. That's, that, that's <laughs> all know? stuff I notice. Yeah. So, so first viewing of something, I like to watch it like Jess likes to watch it. I'm like, let me uh, just sit fan. back. Yeah. I'm just going to see, like, the plot and what's going on with this. And then if and, you watch it again, you catch up. And then up. when I watch it again, so, like, you know, it was not until... I heard somebody kind of talk about it and like my fourth or fifth viewing of The Shining where I realized the impact of like when he's riding the tricycle and the sound of the wood floor versus the carpet and then the wood floor yeah. versus the carpet. And then like you don't realize the effect these have on you 
you just realize, and the first time you're watching it, you just realize, like, I'm just creeped out. Like, yeah. I'm just, like, I'm on my edge, and I don't know why. Yeah. I don't know why this is weird. It's just a kid, Ryan, and that kid had no idea this was a horror movie. No. He had no idea what was going on, but you don't know until, until like, either somebody mentions it or if you just have the wherewithal to kind of think of it yourself. Mm-hmm. You and know? going back to, like... Justin's been trying to say I'm something. Sorry, like, yeah. No, 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 I, I kept interrupting him, too. I kept... It's okay. No, I, I didn't want to disrupt No, please. Him, but, um... I made a mistake. It wasn't rear window. It was vertigo. There we go. That makes more sense because yeah, because he's falling. Yeah. Um, I would I would like Hitchcock so more if he wasn't like a super creep in real life. But I yeah, yeah. I watched the behind the scenes of the birds and you found out how creepy he was. That kind of takes it off. Like takes. Speaking of creepy, have any of you guys seen Lars von Trier's like uh, Antichrist? Oh yeah. I don't mess with him. I, I watched Melancholia. one. I watched. One, I watched whatever the one that was that had what's his name in it. Um, William Defoe. I think it was Antichrist. Yeah. I watched that for like twenty minutes, and Lars von Trier is the guy I use as an example. And you guys probably totally disagree with this because I know you guys are film. He's the one I use as an example of like. This is nonsense. <laughs> this is just I, creepy I nonsense. Like, no, listen, I, I can I tried, understand. I watched Nymphomaniac or whatever, and I yeah. tried seeing everything behind it, and I just couldn't. Like, did you want, I, I, I guarantee, did you see The Green Knight? I haven't seen The Green Knight, Okay. I want to. I thought it was going to be a very good version of, like, an authority, like, like a King Arthur story, was but, like, him? done, done. No, it's not him. Oh, it's another okay. guy who, who's very similar to him. But I thought it was going to be, like, done you know, like a King Arthur story, but like just done at a high level. It was definitely more Lars von Trier. And I was sitting there with Pete and who very also appreciates these kind of movies. You know, he went to to, uh, film school. He went to school for sound sound design. So he can really appreciate this stuff. But halfway through, like there's a random, he's just like seeing like fake giants out of nowhere. And Pete just goes to me, he's like, this movie just keeps happening to me. Like it's just <laughs> the movie is happening at me. Yeah. And I think I have a pretty high level of film understanding, but I guess there's a whole other stratosphere that I'm like, I'm not going to come anywhere close to getting this. Yeah. And I hate to keep bringing it up, but when we're rewatching Sopranos, it's the flashbacks. Jess is like, I didn't like that. I don't like that. And, and then we watched an episode of Ted Lasso where, where it just focused on one character. And she's like, that was kind of weird. I'm like, this is what things are now. Like that show Atlanta, they focus on like one character for four or I've five episodes I've only watched one straight. episode of Atlanta. I should watch more, but I watched yeah. one episode of Atlanta when the guy who was in uh, Get Out. Yeah. Um, I can't remember his name. Like he's he's really, Stanfield. Yeah, he's yeah. a regular on the show. Yeah, he's yeah. a regular on the show. But when he goes to like either deliver a piano or oh pick up a piano. God. And then Donald Glover is like the creepy Michael Jackson looking yes, guy. Yes, that's, that's the, the best. That's the only ever. episode I ever watched. Why did like, you I, randomly watch that because one? Because I think he dressed up as that guy for like the Emmys he or did, something. Well, and I'm he, like, why is he Jay dressed F- up That like was this? Jay Farrow. Jay Farrell dressed up as Teddy Perkins because thought, Donald I, Glover and him were like sitting okay. next to each other. I was but, like, but I'm like, what is this thing? Yeah. Like, why is he dressed up? And then I read about the episode. I'm like, let me, let me watch. It was what, wasn't good. that creepy? Yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't really get into the show. Like, I, I should, I should check did, it out. That, that was a good episode to watch because it's a standalone. But yeah, yeah that was creepy. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. Yeah. yeah there's yeah, like Lars von Trier is just that whole other. It's one of those things where, like, well, you know, and like, like modern art, you know, like, like very weird, high concept art, like, I feel like, yeah, I know he said, here's my thing. And we're, we're running long on time. Yeah. Here. This is a good episode. But uh, I never talked about this with, on, my, uh, on my brother's show a couple weeks ago. Is I feel like there is a level where artists 
whether it be crazy musicians or filmmakers or actual, you know, like, like, you know, painters or whatever, where they don't necessarily need to be good. They just need to be smarter than their audience and they can make a random weird thing, but then like give so many reasons for why it's like that, that you kind of find this meaning in it, even if it's not any good. I think you see that a lot with Kanye. Yeah. yeah, I get what you're saying. Now. Yeah. yeah, or like Lars von Trier, like weird movies, like Enter the Void, like yeah, yeah, Gus Van Zandt. Yeah, what he, did, did he do? Was he the one who did Thin Red Line? No, that was Terrence Malick. Terrence Malick. I saw that other movie. I saw from him. Oh, what the hell was Tree it? of Life. Tree of Life. Like that yeah. kind of bullshit. <laughs> That I watched, I watched in college, and we were like, "This movie sucks! Yeah, like, what is this?" And it goes on. There, people are saying, "This is the best movie of the century." Yeah. And I'm like, "Are you kidding me? I it watched, made no sense." With Terrence Malick, the best film that you can watch is Badlands with Martin Sheen. Yeah. Okay. I, I like wa- I like Thin Red Line, but like, it was a Terrence Malick esque World War II, and it's coming out right around the time Private Ryan comes out. Like, mm. Private Ryan is just much more in my lane. Like, I watched much more uh, my, my own Private Idaho. It's with River Phoenix and Keanu Reeves in 91. Because I really would just want to start watching River Phoenix films because everyone was like, he's the next, or he was the next James Dean at the time. And that's a movie that I'm just like... He was great in, in the I didn't the get Last it. Crusade. Yeah, I, like, I just did not get it. So, um, <sighs> But yeah, man, this was a fun episode. This was fun. We got I mean, I, I, we got to tone down the movie talk, but like we always go back to it. And I just... As long as we sprinkle in enough cigar and other yeah, stuff. I've gotten, I've gotten comments like, hey, keep up the movie... Keep up the movie. Well, talk we're also like that. we're we're taking you two guys at a high level, and again, I'm trying to act like yeah. the mouthpiece to people who don't know. And we are we're not just like jumping into high level film talk. Like we're we're taking baby steps, so anyone can kind of yeah. And also, I feel like films are the great unifier. Who doesn't love movies? You know, we all have different kinds of movies. We but is there one person out there that's like, no, I have never seen a movie. I don't no. watch movies ever. All I do is live theater. Like no, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Um, but happy Halloween to Happy you. Halloween, guys. Yep. How was your, your Kruger? Really good. Yeah. Really good. I understand why like you kept I've going back to this box. Here. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> How's yours second time oh, around? Oh, man, it's fantastic. Yeah, I'm going to so keep good. smoking it. <laughs> but uh, all right. Well, uh, trick or treat everyone out there. And um, stay safe. Stay safe. Stay safe. Don't eat, the, uh, don't eat too many of the edible candies. And just remember, we ain't afraid of no ghosts. And do you want to do a line from yours? I, we, yeah, you need to let people know that your voice. Do it. When they ask me, have you paid your dues, Jack? Yes, sir, the check is in the mail. May the wings of liberty never lose a feather.